Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast. And I'm really glad you're here today. I've got several questions I'd like to address, and uh, so let's jump right in. There's a lady who was listening to the Wellness Mama podcast, uh, Katie, uh, interviewed me about a month ago, and this woman is asking whether or not she should get... um, eye drops for her eye exam. These are the dilating exam, uh, eye drops. They paralyze the focusing muscles and they also open the pupils so that the doctor can look in the back of the eye and you know check things for eye disease. And I think based on that question, I, I would say that you want to think about a few things. The first is that has your eyesight changed um, a lot in the last year or so? Uh, The second thing is if you suffer things like diabetes or hypertension or you have a systemic or metabolic disease going on, uh, that might be a good reason to get a dilated exam. If you're uh, getting any symptoms of flashing lights or floaters or anybody in your family has had retinal problems, retinal uh, detachment, retinal hole, macular degeneration, it might be a good idea also to get a dilated exam. And finally, if you are over minus six in your myopia, uh, usually people that have moderate to high amounts of nearsightedness should get a dilated exam regularly. But that being said, if you know your eyes are healthy and you're doing well, you can certainly opt out of the getting the dilated uh, exam. Uh, you may have to sign a release form. You could certainly ask your eye doctor, instead of getting the dilated exam, could he do some kind of an imaging test, something like the OCT? Uh, This is a non-dilated scanning device where you can get a picture of the retina without dilating your eyes. And there are a lot of um, really interesting retinal scans now that you can get. um, And those work quite well in terms of being able to see into the back of the eye. So I, I understand it's, a, it's definitely a, a tough call because, you know, to get the dilated exam <clears throat> is uh, going to give you, you know, information that your retina is healthy, your optic nerve looks good. Um, if you're going to get the dilated exam, uh, two things. I would not uh, get the full eyeglass or contact lens prescription that the doctor might prescribe uh, off those dilated drops. And the second thing is, is that have somebody go with you to the exam because when you get your eyes dilated, you're going to be very sensitive to the sun. Uh, you're not going to be able to drive uh, and you're not going to be able to read. And the eye drops last, you know, anywhere between four to eight hours after, uh, after the dilation. So, you know, you're going, to, you're going to be incapacitated. So you want to set up your schedule um, accordingly. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, This is uh, from a lady, Jill Shore. Jill is from Iowa. And she went to a local eye doctor approximately two days after her cousin had um, exposed her to some chemical burns to her eyes. And uh, basically, I guess uh, he was spraying some chemicals and it was a windy day and they got got the... the, um, the chemicals got into her eyes. So she went to an eye doctor and he prescribed steroids 
but it made her eyes feel worse, so she stopped applying them. She used a boric acid wash, and she's quite fearful about the damage to her eyes, um, and so she's asking for some help. Okay, well, yeah. So this is, this is a, a very common situation. You know, I've had this a lot in my office. Uh, you know, the first thing you want to do is you want to stay at least some degree connected to an eye doctor. This is really important so that they can monitor, you know, the situation. It sounds like that the, the eye doctor did not diagnose anything really serious. And when he or she prescribed the steroid drops, that was a way to try to reduce the inflammation um, in the eye. But, you know, as we know with steroids, they definitely have some side effects. And, uh, you know, it, it's a tricky thing because, you know, I have used drugs, uh, pharmaceutical drugs in my practice many times, but I just use it as a court of last resort. And I'm using things that are, um, you know, much more natural um, and it seems to work better. So here's a couple of ideas. And again, um, you know, please use your judgment in, uh, in um, any of these recommendations. Um, I think my eye exercises uh, would be really helpful to you. These would be things like the palming. And um, there's one that I use called the tongue palm hum exercise. You can get that on my website. Um, these exercises help increase the lymph function and they also, um, you know, can reduce inflammation. Uh, so I would definitely do those at least two to three times a day. You could consider um, the 4% MSMI drops, um, but the way I would apply those would be uh, with an eye massage. So I put one, one eye drop in the corner of each eye with your eyes closed and then with your, your hands need to be clean, of course, you want to just very, very gently massage the eyelids, um, you know, with the eyes closed. And then the eye drop will go in there. You can also um, maybe put a couple of drops on the eyelashes, like you're bathing the eyes. That would be another way to, to get the MSM eye drops into your eyes. You could also get a cool washcloth and put a couple of MSMI drops there over your eyes with your eyes closed. That would be very refreshing and cooling. Um, if there's a health, health food store nearby, you could uh, use a kind of a tea called Eyebrite tea or Euphrasia. Uh, probably Eyebrite would be what it is. And what you would do is you would, you would brew up uh, some tea, let it cool. And then again, you would take a cool washcloth, you'd wring it out, it becomes a compress, and you can put that over your eyes as well. Um, I would do that probably morning and evening. And then last, I would, uh, there's, there's a homeopathic eye drop, it's over the counter, and it's called Similiacin, it's, a, it's for dry eye. Uh, this is a very gentle eye drop. Uh, it's, it's not therapeutically really strong, but it's very comforting. So I would probably uh, add those eye drops, and you could keep those in the refrigerator. Not that you need to, but putting a cool eye drop on the eyes actually can be very, uh, very refreshing. Uh, so I would do that maybe about four times a day. And then last, I would consider getting some acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture is a great way to move, you know, the energy away from the eyes if they're hot and inflamed. 
so your acupuncturist could maybe do some needles in your feet or your legs, uh, you know, away from the eyes, but it'll draw the energy away from the eyes. Uh, so those would be th some things that I would consider. I would continually check in with your eye doctor and make sure your visual acuity is good. You know, your lens prescription is, is right. Uh, but I don't think this is going to be a long-lasting situation. I think you need to be proactive, and these are some things that you can do to help yourself. Best of luck to you. Okay, next question. This is from a lady who is suffering from a partially clogged tear duct. And her doctor prescribed prendasone, and she's using the drops as directed. About two-thirds of the way through the, uh, the treatment, she began to taste the medication in the back of her throat, which meant uh, that the doctor did not have to probe the duct. So that, that was actually a really good sign. Um, now, the question is, if the symptoms return, he recommends surgery. And so this person is asking me, uh, are there any suggestions? So what I would consider doing would be uh, using the MSM 4% eye drops. And uh, what I would do is I would put uh, maybe four drops in the corner of each eye, and I would start massaging the tear duct area. Uh, now, this is the canal that, uh, where the drops kind of pass through the sinus and down through the throat. Uh, so that massage with the MSM can help reduce perhaps some of the inflammation, some of the irritation. Um, so that would be one thing that I would consider doing. I would also consider doing my eye exercises. I have this one exercise that's kind of like a figure eight um, where you're, you're massaging the, the eyes um, around, uh, around the eyes and you can stop at the tear duct area. And this is a really good one for kind of opening up the lymph system, opening up the circulation. You know, I think a way to perhaps avoid this surgery is to reduce the tension and the stress that your muscles may be carrying in and around the eyes. So we've got the six extraocular muscles that attach to the eyeball, and we also have the fascia and the connective tissue and the muscles that surround the eye. Um, so the eye massage uh, would work really well. I would consider also getting some craniosacral therapy and explain to your craniotherapist what you're going through. You know, it's hard to say why this uh, tear duct was clogged to begin with. Uh, it sounds like it may be more like inflammation because the prendasone did kind of open it up. Uh, so that's a good sign because if the prendasone didn't work, uh, then you would be facing surgery. But try the massage, try the MSM, do some craniosacral, uh, and see if that helps. But I really appreciate your question. Thank you. Next question. Uh, this is an adult who's 36. Uh, he was listening to my podcast with Ari Witten, and he is um, an amblyope, which means that he's got a lazy eye. And this was in his right eye, and he's worn eye patches for years, and he got his eyesight to 2030. Uh, this is when he was seven years old. But currently, his eyesight and vision in the right eye um, is poor, and he was prescribed glasses, um, but 
Nothing seems to really be helping. And he's asking for some advice. Okay, well, so much here. So much. So we know that the eyes have the capability of regenerating at any age. Uh, I wrote a blog on Mind Body Green and I talked about ocular regeneration. And, you know, the, the myth is, is that when you reach a certain age, you can't improve your eyes and vision. And that is incorrect. Um, I've had many adults and elders who've improved their vision uh, as they got older. So you're 36 years old, you're young. Uh, so here's what I would start with. Uh, first of all, I would start with my exercise called eye dialogue. And you're gonna patch each eye equally and you're going to do some dialoguing with each eye. You can actually download the questions that I'm asking with each eye. And when you ask the question, don't think. Just give your first answer, journal it. Um, and you're going to be surprised on what information you get from the right eye, what information you get from the left eye. What's really interesting, though, let's say you patch the left eye and you do the exercise. When you take that eye patch off the left eye, things are gonna seem really clear for you. I also think that if you patch the right eye and then you do the same exercise with the left eye and then when you take the patch off the right eye, you're also going to get a lot of clarity. So that would be a good one to start with. Um, we don't know what your prescription is right now, but um, I would consider uh, the possibility of seeing if you could find a holistic doctor to work with something called therapeutic prescription glasses. Now, these are therapeutic prism glasses, not like prisms that weaken your eyes. You know, I came up with this method um, many years ago. My mentors actually introduced it to me, and I began using it in the hospitals where people had a traumatic brain injury and they had lazy eye and they had stroke uh, problems. And so the thing is, is that um, with... You know, these therapeutic prism glasses, if you can find a holistic eye doctor, that could also be really helpful. And to start some vision therapy, this is a form of physical eye therapy. Um, you know, and one of the things I talked about on Ari's show is that in a therapeutic setting, what I do with people is I take their vision and I put it in a place that's very far from their familiar uh, way of seeing, kind of out of their equilibrium. And in doing that, it puts a little stress on their vision, but it immediately increases the energy flow into the eyes when you take somebody away from the status quo. Now, you're doing that for a minute or two, so then when they're done with the exercise, most people will report, my goodness, I see so much clearer, so much brighter. And doing these kinds of exercises could be very helpful to you. So working in the physical eye therapy could be very helpful. I also think color therapy could be helpful to you. And with amblyopia, I work with the red color, the orange, the yellow. Uh, so those, those stimulating colors, I would patch the, uh, the left eye and I would look through these colored gels, maybe two or th two minutes with each color. This can also stimulate the amblyopia situation. Um, so... Those would be some things that I would begin with. Uh, and I think that, again, I would leave you with this principle, that you can improve your eyes at any age. Um, I do think the prescription that you're getting from your current doctor is probably not doing much for you. 
Uh, so I would probably revisit that and see if you could get a prescription that's balanced. Uh, but uh, there's so much that you can do here. So start with these. Stay in touch. Let me know about your uh, progress. Okay, next question. This is also from Ari Witten's podcast. And um, this is a person who is using the right eye for watching TV, looking at distance, and using the left eye for reading. And he, he's asking, should I be worried about this condition? Are there any specific exercises? Well, basically, when you have one eye for distance and one eye for near, that's called monovision. So you're splitting the brain. You're not getting depth perception. You're basically deleting one of the eyes uh, based on where you're looking. So in this case, if he's using his right eye for distance, he's deleting his left eye. If he's looking up close, he's focusing with his left eye, he's deleting the right eye. That's called visual suppression. And we do that to avoid double vision. So I would begin using the eye dialogue exercise that I talked about. I would also do the eye scan. That's a monocular exercise. So each eye gets a chance to work with scanning. And then I would work with my soft focus exercise called the yin-yang chart. Now, all of these are on my uh, webs website. The yin-yang chart is really good because that helps develop binocular vision. That's how well the two eyes work together no matter what distance they're focusing on. And so you need to put yourself into situations in the eye exercises where you're focusing with both eyes together because the brain and the eyes do have the capability to improve, to change, if you give them the exercises and you give them the stimulation that they need. So, um, yeah, you definitely want to get out of this situation and uh, keep in touch with me. Let me know how it goes. Okay, next question. This is a gentleman who has suffered astigmatism his whole life, and he, um, he had cataract surgery due to medic medication, which induced the cataracts. Um, so he had cataract surgery, and now he's in trifocal glasses, and he wears a prism, but he's getting multiple images. Now, he does use cannabis oil to relax his brain. Um, he hydrates well. He's... Um, He's done some eye exercises with a vision therapist, and he's also beginning to use the MSM eye drops. His question is, what can he do to reduce multiple images? Okay, so first of all, when you wear a trifocal lens, you're basically forcing your eyes to focus through a hole, H-O-L-E, instead of seeing the hole, W-H-O-L-E. And in this particular case, your visual system has had some stress on it, it's had some trauma, and you're being asked to focus through a very complicated optical system. And because of your past history, it's very difficult for you to find the sweet spot in those trifocals in terms of where you need to focus. One of the ways to reduce multiple images is to look through a bigger window where you're involving more peripheral vision. So I would consider maybe just get a pair of distance glasses to start off with. And in terms of the prism, this is also another key point that most doctors, when they prescribe prisms, they mean well, but the prism is like a crutch. It's like wearing a cast on your leg or your arm. So you're restricting the movement as a way to try to force or stabilize your two eyes working together. And unfortunately, the prism doesn't work. Either you reject the prism 
or your eye and brain override the prism and then you have to go back and get a stronger prism. So you got, you've got two things against you. You're using these trifocal lenses and you're using this prism. So I would start moving away from the trifocals, get a single vision lens, uh, balance the lenses so that both eyes have the same uh, prescription. Now in terms of astigmatism, this can also create multiple images. So I don't know how much astigmatism you have, but I have a program on my webs, uh, website on how to redu re reduce and reverse astigmatism. I would take a look at that video. It's very interesting. There's three main exercises that you do that you can actually reverse the shape of the eyeball by doing these exercises. So I would consider that when you're doing the MSM eye drops, I would make sure you're doing the eye massage so you're improving the circulation, the lymph flow, uh, you know, getting more tears to be produced. Anytime you massage the eyelids, you are producing more tears because you're uh, stimulating the glands that produce the tears which reside in the eyelids. So I hope that's helpful and uh, keep in touch. Great question. Okay, next question. This is a gentleman who has suffered astigmatism his whole life and he, um, he had cataract surgery due to medic medication which induced the cataracts. Um, so he had cataract surgery and now he's in trifocal glasses and he wears a prism, but he's getting multiple images. Now he does use cannabis oil to relax his brain. Um, he hydrates well. He's, um, he's done some eye exercises with a vision therapist and he's also beginning to use the MSM eye drops. His question is, what can he do to reduce multiple images? Okay, so first of all, when you wear a trifocal lens, you're basically forcing your eyes to focus through a hole, H-O-L-E, instead of seeing the hole, W-H-O-L-E. And in this particular case, your visual system has had some stress on it, it's had some trauma, and you're being asked to focus through a very complicated optical system. And because of your past history, it's very difficult for you to find the sweet spot in those trifocals in terms of where you need to focus. One of the ways to reduce multiple images is to look through a bigger window where you're involving more peripheral vision. So I would consider maybe just get a pair of distance glasses to start off with. And in terms of the prism, this is also another key point that most doctors when they prescribe prisms they mean well but the prism is like a crutch it's like wearing a cast on your leg or your arm so you're restricting the movement as a way to try to force or stabilize your two eyes working together and unfortunately the prism doesn't work either you reject the prism or your eye and brain override the prism and then you have to go back and get a stronger prism so you got, you've got two things against you. You're using these trifocal lenses and you're using this prism. So I would start moving away from the trifocals, get a single vision lens, uh, balance the lenses so that both eyes have the same uh, prescription. Now in terms of astigmatism, this can also create multiple images. So I don't know how much astigmatism you have, but I have a program on my webs, uh, website on how to redu re reduce and reverse astigmatism. 
I would take a look at that video. It's very interesting. There's three main exercises that you do that you can actually reverse the shape of the eyeball by doing these exercises. So I would consider that when you're doing the MSM eye drops, I would make sure you're doing the eye massage. So you're improving the circulation, the lymph flow, uh, you know, getting more tears to be produced. Anytime you massage the eyelids, you are producing more tears because you're uh, stimulating the glands that produce the tears which reside in the eyelids. So I hope that's helpful and uh, keep in touch. Great question. Next question. I love this question. Uh, this is a lady who uh, she's been using my MSM eye drops since her cataract surgery. She's really pleased. She's got a 76 year old sister who's been diagnosed with downbeat nystagmus and she's highly allergic to sulfur and can't use the MSM eye drops. Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying that um, when people come to me and they say, I've got a sulfur allergy, it is it can be misleading because basically it's very difficult to be allergic to sulfur. And, you know, it would be interesting when I do a history and I check in and people say, oh, I'm allergic to sulfur. Usually what we uncover is a, an allergy to some kind of an antibiotic or some kind of a pharmaceutical drug that has some form of uh, um, sulfate or, or some other kind of sulfite material and we confuse it with sulfur. And this sulfur allergy gets misnamed because, um, just as an example, uh, the first class of antibiotics that, you know, that are really prescribed, uh, they have uh, a type of uh, sulfonamide in it that uh, does create a chemical reaction, but it is very different than uh, sulfur that we find um, in our bodies. Because sulfur is a natural element, and it does exist in many forms. There's sulfites, which are preservatives in foods and drugs. There's sulfates, which are compounds that are found in cosmetics and um, uh, drugs and soaps. And there even uh, people will say I have a sulfur allergy. It has to do with uh, sulfonamide antibiotics that they took. So these sulfites and sulfates um, are very different than um, the sulfur that's a trace mineral in our body. And of course, MSM is a sulfur-based eye drop. It's naturally occurring. And, you know, I would say to people, okay, go get tested. Go get some food allergies. Let's see exactly what you're allergic to. You know, was it a food? Was it a pharmaceutical? But that being said... With this lady who's diagnosed with downbeat nystagmus. Nystagmus is a condition where there's an uncontrolled oscillation of the eyes and they rock back and forth. And it's usually related either to um, a neurodegenerative disease like Parkinson's or it could just be a stress uh, response. Uh, there can be a magnesium deficiency. Um, but if this person is really convinced that they have an allergy to sulfur, there's a nice over-the-counter eye drop called Similiacin for dry eye. 
Now, this is a very, very gentle eye drop. It's not therapeutic in nature, but it's all homeopathic. It doesn't have sulfur in it. This would be an eye drop that she could try, um, and she could combine the eye massage with the um, with this homeopathic symbolicin. I would also recommend my eye exercises. I think the palming, the tongue, uh, the tongue palm hum exercise, uh, the eye massage. Uh, this could sometimes help release some of the stress and tension, which is causing the nystagmus. Next question. Okay, this is a lady who watched um, one of my videos on MSM eye drops, and. She writes that her name's LJ, and she's writing about her two eyes are very different. Her left eye is extremely dominant, and it kind of disallows the right eye. The right eye is just weak. And when she wears certain prescriptions, uh, the left eye takes over. She wears a multifocal contact lens in the left eye. Um, so she wants to know what, what exercises can she do, and would MSM help her? So I would start with the eye dialogue exercise. I would start working with the eye patch a lot. Um, it's clear that your two eyes are not married to each other. Uh, I think doing some exercises with each eye separately and following my protocol would be really good. It's not about forcing the, the bad eye to work better. Let me, let me be clear on that. Uh, so any patching that you do should be done for short term and it uh, should be done equally, so it's balanced in each, on each eye. Because it's a two-way relationship. It's the left eye that's dominating, it's the right eye that's weak. Both of them need to have their own experience. And so working with the eye patch, with the eye dialogue, I have an exercise that works with the Marsden ball, that would be a good one for you uh, with each eye separately. Um, I would consider the possibility of doing things like the eye scan, and the yin-yang eye chart, that would also be really a great one. That yin-yang eye chart is good for developing binocular vision. So the exercises you need to move towards would be to get both eyes to work together. And uh, in a physical therapy, eye therapy program, uh, that would be a major goal for you. Now, the MSM eye drops are there to help moisturize, uh, to reduce inflammation, to um, um, increase cellular permeability. So obviously the MSM drops work on the anatomical and the physiological aspects of the eyes. They're not gonna work on the functional aspects. And I do think the functional aspects are creating a stress response on the physiology of the eye. So the MSM could help reduce some of those symptoms. But I think you need to really uh, repair the functional imbalance between your eyes and the best way to do that is through uh, vision therapy. Okay, next question. This is a, a person who is, uh, was diagnosed with uveitis in the left eye, uh, but has been symptom-free for five years. And um, this person is using turmeric, 500 milligrams daily, and... Uh, also um, had been using prendizone, uh, prendizone eye drops and uh, developed cataracts and uh, now uh, dealing with uh, eye pressure issues and dry eyes. 
also has hypertension. What can you do for me? Okay, wow. So I think all eye problems uh, stem from a problem with um, eye circulation, oxygenation, hydration. You know, if we say that the eyes, especially the retina, has one of the highest metabolic needs of the body, um, that if we're not getting proper nutrient absorption, uh, and this is echoed not just in the eyes, it's probably happening in the intestinal system as well, in the gut. And when you start taking pharmaceutical drugs and you do procedures on the eyes, you're definitely weakening the immune system, the lymph system, the ocular microbiome. And so, folks, you want to try to avoid as many of these procedures as you can. Uh, so let's go through the list of things that I would consider. I think the MSM eye drops coupled with the turmeric would be a, a nice combination because you're doing something topically using those MSM eye drops. Again, the eye massage is really great for opening up the circulation, producing more tears. And, you know, sometimes these medications like prednisone um, and other eye drops, they tend to uh, collect in the tissue and they're stored there. Uh, so by doing the eye massage with the MSM, this can begin to uh, detox the, the steroids out of the body, out of the eyes. So I would consider the, the eye massage with the MSM. I would definitely add in some type of glutathione supplement. Uh, I would be on lutein, zeaxanthin, beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, your trace minerals. Uh, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Your omega-3 fish oil, probiotics. And I would take a look at what's going on in your gut in terms of an inflammatory response. Uh, again, gluten, dairy, sugar are three things that I would begin to move off of. You know, I just had somebody with wet macular degeneration and he'd been getting injections for four years, once a month. And basically I saw him, I said, I want you to get off of gluten, dairy, sugar. I want you to take these supplements. I want, to do, I want you to do these eye exercises. I saw him today. This was two months ago. He was in really serious problems. He had his OCT test today for his macula uh, wet macular degeneration and the macula is normal the edema is gone and he was so excited that he came by my office to show me these these scans and um, you know I, I hear these stories all the time so with this person I would definitely look into the diet um, there's lots of things going on here uh, you know any of the alternative therapies like acupuncture craniosacral therapy uh, would also be really good as a support system. You want to see if you can get off these medications uh, the best, the fastest way you can. And, um, you know, this is the way to go because when you're on these long-term pharmaceuticals, there are side effects. So I hope that's helpful to you. Okay, last question. This is a, a man who is a fan of my work. Thank you very much. Um, he's got keratoconus in his right eye, and he's really worried about what could happen in the future. And he feels that perhaps he injured his right eye when he was young. Um, the left eye just has myopia. It doesn't have um, keratoconus. So what can he do about it? 
Okay. Well, I've done, there's a show that I've done, uh, a podcast on cornea health. And, uh, you know, I think that the big deal with keratoconus is, number one, we need to get a lot more, more moisturization into the cornea. You know, um, and this is where the MSM eye drops work really well. The eye massage works great. I would be taking um, at least 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oil a day, really upping my fats and oils, eating an uh, anti-inflammatory diet. That would also be helpful. Probiotics, uh, you know, see what the gluten dairy uh, issue is and maybe get off of those things. Um, and then I would start doing my eye exercises. There, there's a few of them that, that are really good. The palming, the tongue palm hum, the um, eye scan, the yin-yang chart. So basically with keratoconus, it's really tending to the cornea, giving it more nutrients. You know, one of the nutrients that the cornea needs is, is a B vitamin riboflavin. It's been found to help the corneal integrity. Um, Again, you know, the more nutrients, eye nutrients you can get into your eye tissue, lutein, astaxanthin, zeaxanthin, bilberry, taurine, um, the trace minerals, magnesium, that's a very important one for the cornea, um, chromium, selenium, you know, making sure you're getting enough glutathione in your diet, uh, maybe starting to do some smoothies and do some detoxification programs. So these are all things that you could do to improve your eyes and vision. I think I'd be very careful about the computer use, the digital device. Blue blockers would be very uh, appropriate. Also, in terms of sunglasses, uh, UV blocking lenses would be very helpful. Uh, so these are things that I would consider as a broad brush. Fortunately, you only have the keratoconus in the right eye. Maybe it is due to some trauma that you had. Um, but, uh, the, these would be some very simple things to begin to try to do, uh, in terms of improving the keratoconus fear and also improving your eyes and vision. So I think that's all I have time for. Wow. What a, what a session today. Um, I want to thank you all for your questions. They are so awesome and keep listening, keep tuning in, keep watching, uh, more to come, new information. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.